0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Voters are heading to the polls throughout Michigan today to cast ballots as Campaign 2022 comes to a close. Secretary of State a Spokesperson Jake Rallo said this afternoon turnout was looking good. We're seeing strong turnout or hearing about strong turnout at polling places across the state. Um, and also, you know, but but it is also being processed smoothly. People are getting in and out, casting their ballots without issue. So that's good news for an Election Day. Rallo said more than 2 million absentee ballots were requested and more than 1.7 million ballots were returned he said local clerk's offices are reporting more people voting in person in this election than in the previous two elections. Benton Harbor City Commissioners have voted to begin drafting an agreement to turn over some city owned property to a local group seeking to develop affordable housing. At a meeting last night, they discussed setting up a contract option for the nonprofit Benton Harbor Community Development Corporation, or CDC, to take on 717 Colfax and 1135 Superior. Mayor Marcus Muhammad read from the resolution explaining that the group will rehab the homes. The sole purpose of rehabilitating the housing units, bringing them up to coal, and assisting low-moderate-income residents to purchase them at a price agreeable to the CDC and the city, with all proceeds to be retained in a revolving fund for reinvestment and rehabilitation of other homes and Benton Harbor for the same purpose. Mohamed said the agreement with the city would establish the CDC's obligations and the city's, creating no risk to either. The Benton Harbor CDC works with low-to-moderate-income city residents to help them qualify for financing and learn to maintain homes. Following last night's vote, the city manager will draft an exclusive con- conditional option for the CDC to buy the properties later. Commissioners said the move was about creating housing and growing the tax base. Meanwhile, an analysis of the city of Benton Harbor's options for improving the municipal water system is complete and has been presented to city commissioners. At last night's meeting, commissioners heard from consultant John Young, who was brought in to complete the EPA-ordered study, which considers seven alternatives to the current arrangement. They include getting water from Benton Township or the city of St. Joe, or making changes to the current city water plant. One is kind of what I'll call the status quo alternative, where you're probably going to have to do a little bit more on your staffing. We're going to do short-term and long-term improvements at the surface water treatment plant, and you move forward. The other one is drill some wells and build a groundwater treatment plant. Young said of the seven alternatives, three were determined not worth considering. Among them is regionalization. That leaves four options. He told commissioners the current water system is not sustainable as is. The tough decision you're going to have is whatever alternative you pick. We have a situation right now where the revenues coming in from the the system are now anywhere close to what it costs to run the system. So how do we get those closer? Young said after a public comment period, he'd be back around Christmas with the report for commissioners to consider a path going forward. The analysis finds the least expensive option to residents – would be for the city to maintain ownership of the water system, but with most of the staff contracted out. The most expensive option would be getting water from Benton Township, which currently lacks the capacity for the city and would have to do upgrades. Mayor Marcus Mohamed said he said the city's water system prior to 2010 served a lot more customers than it does now, leading to the current funding problem. Mayor Pro Tem Dwayne Seitz said he would like to look at options for saving the current water plant. The Niles Township Board of Trustees has accepted a letter of resignation from Township Supervisor Jim Curran. It occurred during a meeting last night. After being sworn in October 17th, Curran, who also is a Berrien County Commissioner, submitted his letter of resignation to the Township October 21. Niles Township Treasurer Jim Ringler said due to contracts between the Township and the county, Curran was forced to make a decision to resign one of those positions. It's disappointing. I think Jim would have done a very good job. Uh, his heart's in, heart's in it, and, but he just chose to stay at the county. It's hard to ever tell, but I think he would have been a, a, an outstanding supervisor. I really do. Prior to joining and County, Curran served as the Michigan State Police Detective Sergeant assigned to fire investigations. He also served on the Brandywine School Board, where he had various offices, offices, including president, Curran was appointed to the township position after the resignation of James Stover because of health reasons. Lake Michigan College will be hosting some open house events this month for students, families and friends to speak with faculty and staff about academic programs and resources at all three of its campuses. LMC says the open houses will be November 15th, 16th and 17th at the Niles, Benton Harbor and South Haven campuses respectively. The events will run from 5 to 7 p.m. all three days. LMC academic programs will be represented and there will be sessions on financial aid plus tours. Those who attend can learn about admissions, well-being and accessibility, as well as the Educational Opportunity Center, Athletics, Housing, Student Life and Michigan Reconnect, among other things. Registration is encouraged to attend, but it's not required. Our prospective student can sign up online with a link that we have at our website. The holiday season in downtown St. Joe kicks off next Friday with luminaries. St. Joseph Today's Amy Zabel tells us there will be around 100 luminaries lit up around the downtown area thanks to St. Joe Today volunteers. She says luminaries is a special night to get into the holiday spirit. It's always just a really great night, one of my favorite things to do is go up to Rye Bell's and look down at the intersection of Broad and State. And it is always just people kind of laughing and kind of moving along and smiling. And it just has this really beautiful atmosphere. Downtown shops and restaurants will offer specials for the evening. Zapel says the downtown holiday music will start to be played next Friday. And from there, there will be ongoing holiday events throughout the winter. The luminaries will be out next Friday from 5 to 8 p.m. Saple says the following week will bring Small Business Saturday. Moody on the Market has named its Bold Women of Business Class of 2022, with winners living in communities from Buchanan to Hartford and working in towns from South Haven to Niles, bringing a diverse background of talent and experience to their current endeavors. Included are women engaged in retail, hospitality, business education, professional services, media, education, finance, the nonprofit community, and beyond. You can read all their stories and see how they define the bold factor for women in today's business world at MoodyOnTheMarket.com. And new numbers from the CDC show alcohol-related deaths have been soaring. The deaths jumped 26% in 2020 and by more than 40% for middle-aged women. Henry Ford, Dr. Ron Samarian, believes more people are turning to alcohol because of anxiety about their health, the world, and the economy. The reason it's hard to give up on anxiety is the fear if you let your guard down, you're really going to get whacked. So it's not just telling people stop being anxious. It's trying to understand why it's hard not to stop being anxious. And the fear is if you're not anxious, you're going to get caught off guard. Things are going to be worse when, in fact, it's not. Rather than alcohol, which is a temporary fix, he recommends writing down all your worries and putting them aside. He also advises asking yourself just how often your worst fears have actually come true. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun changes to voting laws are not holding back voters today in the swing state of Georgia. More from ABC's Lionel Moisey in Atlanta. Record early voting here in Georgia despite legislative restrictions passed by Republicans. I think there is this energy and that no policy to restrict voting will keep individuals from coming out to vote. ABC News contributor Mike Muse. We are closely watching two major races here. Democrat Stacey Abrams challenging Governor Brian Kemp and Republican Herschel Walker trying to unseat incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock, Lionel Moyes, ABC News Atlanta. Tropical storm Nicole is forecast to strengthen to a hurricane as it churns toward the northwestern Bahamas and Florida's Atlantic coastline. A range of warnings and watches has remained in place today throughout the region. Nicole is expected to cross the Bahamas later today and strengthen into a Category 1 hurricane before making landfall in Florida on Wednesday or Thursday. Many areas are still reeling from damage caused by Hurricane Ian, which struck in late September. Abortion is on the ballot in five states today. They are California, Michigan, and Vermont, among others, seeking to protect abortion rights, as well as Kentucky and Montana, looking to restrict abortion rights. ABC's Anne Flaherty says other states are indirectly voting on the issue. Pennsylvania more so than almost any other state. I would put Georgia in this camp as well. Abortion's not formally on the ballot, but it's on the ballot. And that's because you have a GOP-controlled legislature. And then you have uh, the governor, a fight for governor control. The governors can veto any legislation that comes out of these uh, the the state houses. So we've got uh, Democrat Josh Shapiro. He's vowed to protect abortion rights. Republican Doug uh, Mastriano says that he is against abortion rights. Meanwhile, voters in five states are deciding today whether to approve recreational marijuana. The proposals going before voters are in Arkansas, Maryland, Missouri, North Dakota, and South Dakota, and they could signal a major shift toward legalization in even the most conservative parts of the country. The proposals follow President Biden's announcement he'll pardon thousands of Americans convicted of simple possession. Recreational marijuana is legal in 19 states, and the five states with ballot measures already have legal medical marijuana programs. Another proposal on Colorado's ballot would allow the use of certain psychedelic substances. The Pennsylvania Senate race between Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz is tight. As voters and candidates head to the polls today, more maybe ABC's Derek Dennis. The polls are open across Pennsylvania with questions already over mail-in ballots. By state law, thousands of those ballots couldn't be counted until today. I believe, I'm sure you all agree, that all work has dignity. Democratic candidate John Fetterman filing a federal lawsuit arguing mail-in ballots with an incorrect or missing date should be counted, despite a Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling against that. Historically, Democrats aligned with Fetterman are more likely to vote by mail, while Republicans Line with Dr. Mehmet Oz are more likely to vote on Election Day. Derek Dennis, ABC News, Pittsburgh. Someone who bought a Powerball ticket in Southern California has won a record $2 billion Powerball jackpot. The winning numbers drawn this morning at the Florida lottery, a draw studio in Tallahassee, were white balls 10, 33, 41, 47, and 56. The red Powerball was 10. The jackpot ticket was sold at Joe's Service Center in Altadena, northwest of Los Angeles. The business will receive a maximum Powerball bonus of a million dollars. The Multi-State Lottery Association said Monday night's scheduled drawing was delayed by nearly 10 hours until today because a participating lottery had issues with processing sales. The jackpot was by far the largest lottery jackpot ever won in the United States. It topped the previous record of $1.586 billion won by three ticket holders in 2016. And recent turmoil at Twitter has prompted some users to explore other options, some even trading tweets for toots. More maybe sees Mike Dobosky. Mastodon is a non social media site founded in 2017. The company says it added nearly half a million users in the last two weeks. It's almost identical to Twitter. Gizmodo's Del Cameron says there is one big difference, though. Like Twitter, uh, Mastodon's running on, ca- on a countless number of servers, except those servers are all owned by different people. That means each server gets to set its own rules. Other differences? The equivalent of a tweet on Mastodon? It's called a toot. Mike Debusky, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.